We all, none of us really know. <laughs> none of us I know. really know. I know. No, I, I know. I know. Perfect timing, Keith. Keith, what's up? Your favorite movie of all time. F9. Oh, good. How is there any other choice than Remember the Titans being number one? I'm curious. (laughs) I'm spoiling mine, but... Well, let's let's see. Here we go. Yeah, that's a good good question. I'm not even on top. You shouldn't be talking at this point. <laughs> what is up, fellow movie geeks? Welcome back to Apocalypse Movies and Apocalypse Now as we are back for our movie hangout show here on Tuesday evening. And as you can see, we are uh, starting the new tradition here on now. like A host every week. It changes every single week, and this week is my week. And uh, as you saw in the thumbnail, we're talking everything Shang-Chi tonight. Um, super, super excited getting into some deep, heavy spoilers for this one. Uh, we'll be talking two things right off the bat quickly before we get to Shang-Chi. Uh, and unfortunately, because Gio's been working his absolute tail off, he will not be with us for Shang-Chi, but he'll be back later on to review it on his own because I definitely want to hear this guy's thoughts. But I'm your host tonight, Jake Berlin. I got the whole crew here. Let's go around the table. Brian, how you doing, man? Good. Today's been an interesting day, to say the least. Drove, uh, well, I guess I don't even know how you would describe it. I hit reverse and bashed off my uh, side rear view mirror. Uh, oh, wow. Ripped it completely off. Wow. Uh, yeah. So that was how I started the day. Uh, got Wait, are there poles like on the side of your parking spots at your my apartment? My parking spot is like that small that's how mine is too i have to like turn my mirrors in when i back out (laughs) so i backed up too fast and just went oh my goodness whole entire thing um then i had to hello there uh and then i broke up a fight at school today with zero help Uh, oh wow yeah crazy there was apparently no one in the the quad but me today so that was uh quite interesting Man, Two random kids up like that teacher from Cobra Kai. <clears throat> I was just sitting there like, no, stop, stop. Don't don't give him that credit, you. <laughs> I'll take I'll take any reference to being a part of Cobra Kai. So, um, Mr. Barley, I know you're a little under the weather, but how you doing, dude? Doing all right, man. You know, uh, definitely watching Shang Chi has kept my spirits high. But Shang Chi, Shang Chi, yeah. yes, not Shang. Sean, yeah, uh, yeah, but other than that, I've, I've been okay. Just trying to get over this cold, you know. I was supposed to start a new job today, and then because of the cold, I couldn't. And that's the thing: you have the sniffles, you can't start a new job. So yep. now I gotta wait for my start day. But yeah, you can help me break up my fight today. I probably would have actually, yeah. or I would have <laughs> just pushed you into it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you, Brian. Sounds like yeah. You. <laughs> uh, and Gio Ramos, what's up, my dude? Hey guys, um, happy to be here. You know, long, long work week. Tomorrow's my Friday. Okay, look, I wasn't planning on doing this, and I had no intention of bringing this up, but you can't make this stuff up. I went to Best Buy, and I know we're talking Shang-Chi and whatnot. This is a Marvel episode. 
This is a Marvel episode. Look at that. Look at that. Oh my God. It's real, guys. It's real. Wow. It's not a pipe dream. It's fun. I'm getting real. it on Black Friday with all Look of my how dreams. beautiful that looks right there. Wow. That is gorgeous. I haven't <laughs> bought physical media in a minute. Do you have I a 4K really player? For this. This is a triumph. This is a feat. It is a landmark. It is unprecedented. Go get your copy. Go get your copy and show Warner Brothers what's up. His 4K player is my PlayStation. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, are, are we getting play. paid for that plug, Jake? I hope we're getting paid for Apparently, that. Apparently, by Warner yeah, Brothers. Yeah. But I'm, I'm gonna yeah. take my. I, I'm just gonna randomly take my PlayStation Four back now, so we can't actually. Play <laughs> <that>. <laughs> That'd be so mean. I will say so just quickly before we do get going. I will say, uh, and we talked about Sinecut obviously for a long time, and I said that I enjoyed the movie, but I think that poster specifically does the movie disservice. I'd actually that's that's probably my least favorite poster for that movie. I think they made a, a rough call on the poster choice for that one because there were some really, really good stylistic posters for that. And for a 4K one, I expected something a little bit better. Hey, there were some like amazing fan art out there, but this is probably, you know, Warner Brothers probably had a say in this and was like, no, we're going to go with this. And Yeah, they might have had some kind of deal with, with like uh, some kind of artist, like you said, uh, fan art or something. I don't know if that's a Boss Logic or not. I'm not sure. I know Boss Logic does a lot of stuff these days, um, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, we're gonna Gio, get continue to keep sending. I don't know if you send it to them, but Geo sends me paraphernalia he finds at work while searching rooms. Oh, I, I get it too. Yeah, it cracks me. Uh, you won't time. believe what I find in a hotel room, <laughs> bro. When people I check out, I don't want to know. Like, I don't, don't want to know. I'm gonna, okay, I do though. So I'm going to reserve it. myself from this conversation. Um, <laughs> we're going to get back on track, though. Uh, the way that we start the show every single week is we have a little segment here called the Movie Watching Challenge. And what <laughs> this challenge is, uh, is we challenge each other to watch films that we have never seen before. It's very self explanatory. Um, <laughs> This last week was the final time of our old school way, our, our new but old way. Uh, <laughs> going forward, there will be no polls. We'll be doing direct challenges from here on out. But before we get to that, uh, Mr. Bartley was challenged to watch a film called Ready or Not. Uh, that won the final poll that we ever had for this segment on the show, and it won it by 2% over Demolition Man. I saw that. It wasn't that close at first. No, Demolition Man made a very, very late charge, but yeah, it, uh, it did. too little too late. Um, but I think Ready or Not was definitely a perfect choice for, for Jacob. So uh, with all that said, Jacob, take it away, man. What did you think of the Samar weaving lead? Ready or Not? Ready or Not. So... You know, you know what this movie reminds me of a lot is your next. And Jake, you also challenged me to that. They're very similar, but also very different. Uh, overall, I really enjoyed this film. I, this is one that I don't know how I missed it, right? It came out and then people were buzzing about it. People were like, oh my goodness, that little horror movie, that's pretty damn good. And I I really like Smart Weaving. I've seen her in a few things here or there. Like I've seen like the babysitter on Netflix and that movie, those movies are terrible, but she's good in them, which 
she's actually a killer in those movies, so it's, it's weird watching her in this role. But uh, she's in this, Snake Eyes too. She plays Scarlet. I haven't seen that yet, but I, and, I do want to see her in that. And she plays uh, Alex Winter's daughter in Bill and Ted Three. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, no, I've I've liked her in everything I've seen her in, so I was excited to see her star in this. And then I actually am a big fan of Adam Brody, which uh, underrated little side act. He, he was on the OC. That's why I first got introduced same, to him. Same. But, uh, I've, I've kind of followed his career since then. And I love when he pops up in little things here and Shazam. there. Yeah, Shazam. Shazam as well. Yeah. Uh, and you, I'll tell you what, I'll start there. Look, smart. We don't really know. I don't know any of the other actors, honestly, other than Samara Weaving and Adam Brody. I think they went very low budget here. And I just thought the whole cast did a pretty good job of, of playing these roles. But also, it's not, it's a different kind of horror movie where it's more of thriller. It's not necessarily jump scares. It's more of just like intensity. It's like and, a don't breathe. Yeah, it's more intensity and violence. Very your next-ish. And one. I liked it a lot. But I, you know what I appreciated is like in your next the main character, the girl, she's doing a very specific thing because she has a background and she handles it. This one's not like that. I, I thought they were going to kind of copycat that and they didn't. It was She was just a normal girl who fell into this situation and she just had to survive. And I loved th those elements where like she's not a trained fighter or nothing like that. She just had to survive and, and she... Sometimes like the, like the deaths of stuff are like accidental. Yeah, exactly. Like not not that she has any like something just happens and she's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and I will say, there's a moment where like she's fighting this guy off and then she finally gets away. But I, in these horror movies, always kill him. Don't leave him alive. You have to <laughs> yeah. kill him, or they're gonna always come back and get you. Like, uh. but uh, overall, I really liked it. The, one of the most interesting things to me was like this sort of mythology they set up in a way with the family. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hold on a second. Like I, it was gearing towards, it's not real. Like, they, I mean, it, no could, it very well could. You don't know that. Yeah. Well, in the movie is what I'm saying is like, it was gearing towards in the movie, like, Oh, it was fake. Like whatever they thought was going to happen that was causing them to do the ritual to try to kill her wasn't real. And they play with you on that. And you think uh, you think it's not real, and you're like, oh, <laughs> so it's kind of weird because I wasn't really scared until the end. <laughs> like I was like, oh wow, because it seemed just like a psychotic family. But then the ending happens, you're like, oh, that's kind of creepy. So overall, really enjoyed it. Tomorrow uh, Weaving is a boss. I can't wait to see her in like future stuff. I mean, obviously, getting in the Snake Eyes movie was big role for her, but I think she's going to do bigger things. From here on oh, out, Jacob, I gotta ask, what did you think without spoilers? Because I don't want to ruin it for anybody who maybe. Yeah, I'm trying. I was trying not to spoil well, it. Well, just in the yeah. best non-spoiler way you can, what did you think of the ending? So, like the reveal, or just what everything that happened? Like, like the reasoning behind everything. Yeah, it was. It was weird. I I don't know. It it was interesting. It was kind of unique in a way. But uh, like I didn't expect, I thought this was more of like these fan, these people believe in this stuff and yeah. that's causing them to do this. And I didn't think there were any, you know, supernatural elements to this movie at all. I, I thought that there it was going to go the other way. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, it was pretty bonkers to be honest. It, it, that is I, the perfect word for it. It's the, it's, it is an absolute bonkers way to end the movie. Yeah. It's no, 
Cabin in the Woods ending, but it's kind of like that. Where you're it like, goes oh, in that direction. It oh definitely goes in that direction. Like, what yeah. the heck happened? It's yeah. kind of like that, but on a yeah. smaller scale. So, 100%. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Did That's you? Here. I, I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it. So, did you? I won't say it, but did you scream like I did at the part when she's trying to get out of the pen? Oh my god! Oh, uh, which part? Oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The fence. No. When she's trying to get out of the pen. Oh, yeah, in the, yeah, yeah. In the yeah. barn. In the barn, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I yes, 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 yes. I can't oh, believe I, they... I saw this movie in theaters, and it was a it was a damn good time in the theater. No, like, I, now I know yeah. what you're talking about. Left yeah. hand, right? Left yeah. Hand, yeah. That's, <laughs> dude, I was like... And that was like halfway through the movie. I was like... Yeah. I would have just given up right there. I'd been like, I'm done. <laughs> so um, good on her good on her character well that's that's good to hear yeah, 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 good to yeah. hear uh glad you liked it it's definitely a jacob movie so i'm glad i'm glad it won the poll i i would have been very happy if uh demolition man would have won geo taco bell that's all i needed to say <laughs> um but i'm glad that ready or not won and i'm sure demolition man will come back up here uh around sometime but the second part of this uh segment on the show uh is the first time we're doing this again it's a direct challenge and and before um, we used to just pick someone, and the four of us who were not challenged would put a movie to a poll or a number. This time, that person who was challenged the, fall, the previous week will now be picking a movie for that person to watch. So for Gio and myself this week and Keith, we have no say. We have no say. It is all up to Jacob who he challenges, what movie he's challenging him to. And so with that, Jacob, who are you challenging, and what are you challenging them to? I just want to say real quick, and look – I didn't want to take, we didn't want to take away the poll, but we just thought it would work better this way. But again, we have the casting table poll going, uh, that'll go up soon. But I love that we're going back to this because it makes it more personal. It's like, ooh, I want him to watch that movie. And it, it just feels very more personal, right? Uh, and I saw a few, I saw one on everybody's list and I was like, oh my goodness, I, I got to challenge that to them right now. But there were a few, I wasn't able to challenge Gio because he challenged me. And I wasn't able to challenge Jake because it was his movie. So going forward, we won't be able to challenge the last two people. You'll have you'll uh, have an option between the two two people who is not the challengee or the challenger and the person of the challenge movie. Them. Well, we'll have to change it now because my movie was the poll and the polls are no yeah, longer. It'll just be the yeah. yeah, it'll just be the challenge. It'll be the last two challengers can't be challenged, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, so that being said, I was very delighted to see a certain movie on Brian's list. Brian Avalicino, I'm coming after you, man. You this week are going to be watching. David Fincher's Gone Girl. Ooh, I cannot okay. believe you haven't seen this. I, wow. You know what's funny is I own the book and I've had the book for like since before this I movie wanna, came out and I've never read it. I've been wanting to do the audiobook for Gone Girl because I love the movie so much. Uh, but I look, Jake Rose and Gio. Pike was shafted. She should have won the Oscar. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Jake and Gio know how much I love this movie. Like, yeah. it, it, it made my top 10 that year. It made them, it yeah. made my top. It came out in 2014, a year of like. It was like a crazy Winter year. Winter Soldier, Dawn of Planet of the Apes, Birdman, yeah. uh, Snowpiercer, Whip. And it was my Tom number Wick, one. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Like it came out with these bonkers movies and it was arguably one of the best. Movies that that might be the best year of the 2010s, to be honest. It might be one of the best years we've seen in a very, movies very go, long but. That, and that was my number one movie that year over Guardians, over yeah. Winter Soldier. And I look, I'm a big yeah. David Fincher fan, but it's and I love Ben Affleck. So there you go, Brian. Gone Girl. I can't wait. 
This is this is definitely a Brian Ty movie. It's a mystery movie. And yeah. it's, it's uh, right I up Brian's alley. My favorite types of movies are the ones where I'm sitting there trying to figure it out the whole entire movie. Oh, you're you're knowing that's from the get-go. You're knowing that's from the basically what this is, the yeah, whole movie. <laughs> it's wild. I, it's it's incredible. I am so excited. I I know. I we should like put our list up because it's like everyone's Probably. like everyone's just has like okay, okay. That's a good idea. And then you see mine and it's just like scroll. Scroll. Well, I opened the sheet out. earlier and it's like everyone has almost the same amount. And then like a couple hours later, I open it and Brian has like 90 movies listed. I'm like, yeah, it's exactly a hundred movies on his list. <laughs> so Perfect. because he was like, I was like, I said something to him. He's like, Yeah, you never gave me your list. And I was like, All right, fine. I'm gonna do it right now. And I went through the top two thousand top one hundred two thousand and tens movies. And that one was on the list. So it wasn't there before you looked the second time. No, and I was so happy to see that because like our our previous list, it didn't have everything, you know, like and I'm so I'm glad we kind of made these new lists because and I know for sure they're not like, wait, did he see it or not? Because well, they're they're movies committed the movies, yeah. And when I told Brian when he made the list, I said, You need to make a list of movies that you want to see. It's not what other people want you to see. That way we know, okay, this guy really wants to see this. He just hasn't seen it. Gone Girl being one of well, them. And, so and it works for both. Like, look how excited I am to challenge him. And now he's excited to watch it rather than, like, he gets some random movie that he doesn't even want to see. You know? Exactly. So, exactly. I mean, I, ha- I honestly, I have so many movies that I haven't seen that I, like, am down to watch. So, like, there are movies that I'm just, like, okay. But there could be, like, staples and people, like, E.T., e- I'd be totally fine never watching it. Like I'm like, okay, but I have it on my list because I know how much it means to other people too. So it's like, it's fair. Yeah. So. All right. Well, there it is. Brian will be reviewing gone girl next week and he will be challenging someone else that is not Jacob. Um, mm. And so you'll find out on next week's show what he, what his thoughts are on gone girl. With that said, let's go and get into the quick next portion of the show. Quick little plug here um, for Thursday. Uh, Thursday is a very, very special day, and if you paid attention to the movieverse today, not only were there a buttload of trailers released, but there was one specific tease released in uh, The Matrix Resurrections. Uh, Matrix Resurrections is officially headed our way, and it was announced today that we're getting our first official trailer on Thursday. Um, that'll be released at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, we are Pacific Standard Time, and so on Thursday, you'll see a trailer reaction for myself and Geo. Uh, we'll be getting up bright and early before we head to the work and uh, doing a reaction as we see uh, Keanu Reeves, Carry On Moss, and company return to the world of the Matrix. Uh, and that'll be up on Thursday morning. Gio, any thoughts before we uh, check out this trailer on Thursday? Uh, two thoughts. One, I've been so curious about this movie and why we haven't seen any marketing. I think they were waiting to see how Shang-Chi did. And that gave them the confidence. Boom. I think a lot of people were. Do it. Uh, yeah. Do you see Venom? All of a sudden, Venom's like, oh, no, 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 we're going to put it back in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Did yeah, they yeah. really? So they moved yeah, it up two weeks. First. Oh, wow. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, Jake, like you, I just, I, I want to see what they bring to the table almost almost 20 years later. Since the, 2003, I mean, the first one, 2004? The first one came out in 99, right? I think it was, I think because the, the, the second two, didn't they come out the same year? I think it was 2003. They came out they? six months apart. I yeah, think. they came out in the same year, so it must have been 03. I think it was 03. 2003 was Matrix 3. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we'll they see, came out the same year, which is just That's like crazy. So dumb. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to get in that conversation, but that was a dumb move. Dumb move. Okay. Dude, well, I'm sure we'll revisit the trilogy between now and Resurrections. So oh yeah, absolutely. Well, because I know Keith's very excited as well. I'm a big Matrix person. Um, the first one is one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, and I'm I'm very much looking forward to seeing John Wick in the Matrix. Um, yeah. Literally, that's what he looks like. But that's literally, fine. I don't yeah. care. I, I don't care. Uh, but yeah, no, it's gonna be exciting. So Thursday, bright and early. Uh, probably a little after six. We'll record it at six. It'll be up probably within the hour. You can check it out. We'll have a reaction for the Matrix Resurrections from uh, Gio and I. So check that out, everybody. Excited. Oh, yeah. That's going to be fun. The trilogy. That way I can watch it. Yeah, that's a perfect time to finish it. Um, all right, Gio. Well, we're going to let you go, bud, because we want to get into some Shang-Chi stuff. Uh, go check out the movie. I know you're working hard, but go check out the movie, wow. my dude, and uh, we'll catch you back it's, there this week. All right? God, Gio, it's right up your alley. I can't <laughs> wait to hear you talk. Go about watch it. it. Go watch it. Yeah. All right, guys. Sounds good. Later, man. Later, man. All right, boys. Let's get into it. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, the brand new Marvel movie uh, inside the MCU with the first ever appearance of this character. Um, and look, I, I could go into backstory about it and everything, but I think the best thing to do is kind of just get right into it because there's there's quite a bit to talk about with this one. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff to kind of dive into um, not just the movie itself, but its connection overall, how it ties into uh, future properties in the MCU, um, and obviously stuff like that post credit scene and all that type of stuff. So uh, I want to go around the table and kind of get everyone's initial thoughts, reactions before we kind of dive into some specifics. Uh, Jacob, I'm going to start with you, my man. What was like your initial reaction? Because we all saw it together. Uh, the three of us saw it together. Um, what was your initial reaction walking out of theater after seeing Chung-Chi? <laughs> well, I had to run to the bathroom really quick, as you guys saw. But <laughs> after that, we all after, did. After that, I was like, I don't know. I was cheesing. I was hyped. I, I was. Look, I'll, I told this to Gio, and I think it helps explain it. After I saw the Suicide Squad, and after I saw Black Widow, I was like, oh, I, I really liked it, but there's things I didn't like. When I came out of this, I was like, absolutely loved it, and I, I was like, I can't even. I can barely think of anything i didn't like so it, it's rare for me to come out of a movie and know right away whether i like and way over here as far as loving it or way over here as far as hating it and i was way over here as far as loving it so that was my first reaction brian your initial quick thoughts walking out of that theater um i need to go see this again <laughs> that's a good yeah. one that's fair yeah i uh I was halfway through this movie going, I want to see this movie again. And I don't can't remember the last time I was thinking something like that. And I'm going to be completely honest. I think I was before Black Widow was starting to hit a bit of superhero fatigue. Like I was kind of like. There's no such thing. I know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just kind of was just like, okay, got Black Widow. It was good. Suicide Squad, it was good. This movie put me right back on track. You want to know why? Because it was something we've never seen before. Yeah, it was just freaking. It awesome. felt very fresh. Yes. Me. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we talked? Like, like a great example would be going back to when Guardians came out. We have never seen something like yeah. Guardians when they came out. And now there's properties like that all over the place, a la the Suicide Squad, right? 
Like yeah. they're making movies because of the success of that. Shang Chi is a perfect example. Like we we've seen martial arts in movies before. We've even seen martial arts superhero movies, if you will, but we've never seen a Marvel martial arts film. And I know that there's some of those things inside other Marvel movies. Like I know Blade deals with a lot of that stuff. Like there's some martial arts inside those movies, um, but we've never seen a movie in the MCU or even like really Marvel in general that is directly dedicated to the culture of Chinese mythology and mythology or and uh, martial arts, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first of its kind. And we've seen Marvel do this before and they've done it not just with guardians, but other properties in the past. And um, you know, it, anything from a, a whole thing like this, or just get it, putting a genre inside of a genre uh, they they really tend to create new things for audiences every so often that keep them wanting to come back. And they do it every few years, and it's just like like Brian. Like I'm sure there's a lot of people who felt like Brian. Like so much superhero stuff, so much superhero stuff. But then we get something weird and wacky like Wandavision. We get something like Shang Chi. In the past, like I mentioned, we got something like Guardians, and um, this might have been my favorite like new thing we've ever gotten in the universe. Cause you guys know how I feel about martial arts films. I really love them. I enjoy them. There's a lot of them now that I, I really, really love, but I also think that the movie in general was written incredibly well and, uh, uh, just executed to the top tier level that it could possibly be executed to. Um, but yeah, I, I, my initial thoughts was like, wow, that's, that's some of Marvel's best stuff. Like that's top tier Marvel. Like that's what Marvel does best. Um, and I I rarely say that about a lot of Marvel movies. Like sometimes I I have to sit back and relax a little bit um, and like think about it. Or others are like I like it, but I'm I'm wondering where it sits fits in my MCU ranking because there's so many of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this was the 28th overall MCU property, including the shows, and I think it's in my top 10. Like. I don't disagree. It jumped over 18 properties in a heartbeat. Yeah, and it's not easy to get in the top 10 of MCU these days. It's not easy. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, I, all right, real quick, before, real quick, Brian, before we get going, I want to read the Super Chat. Thank, thank you for the reminder. Uh, Johnny Quest won't be able to tune in, but for me, this was the fourth best MCU movie, in my opinion. Winter Soldier, Infinity War, First Avengers, First Avengers topped this. Still amazing. Henry Goldie needs to be the bad guy for the sequel. Ooh, that would be dope. dope. That'd, That'd be, be cool. Yeah. Uh, hold out for him because he could possibly be Namor. You never know. Uh, yeah. I, know. I think that guy might. No, I know. He's probably not going to be Namor, but you never know. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get into some specifics here. What is one thing that we really want to kind of dive into to begin with? Anybody want to start us off? I don't have it. Well, before we do that, I just wanted to say, I, so far, I think some of Marvel's most intriguing and best movies so far have been the ones that are like different than the standard like black panther you have an almost all black cast telling a story that is 95 percent in africa in this country uh and then you have shang chi which is what 95 again percent asian cast uh i'd probably say more than that well if you exclude like razor fist yeah but if you and then 
flattery. Uh, yeah, that's but out of all the, that's probably like a good ninety-eight. Yeah, and I mean, my math. They, I mean, terrible, Black Panther. They did a lot of like, m- like m- music that was geared that was perfectly geared towards this like African Black Panther type thing, and then you have Shang Chi, which was had its elements like that too. Those have been like the best things so far because it's going below the surface of just a superhero movie and you can tell when you're watching this. Okay, so this might be my my what this might be a one thing <laughs> because I'm just sitting there like eating it all up, like every single bit of it. I am no way a martial arts like guru or person. Um I appreciate it. It's great um, for what, for its genre. Um, But I mean, like for me, my, my martial arts movie knowledge is like Jackie Chan. Like it's, it's minimal and I can admit that, but sitting there watching that, I was like, whoa, like I bet you there's a lot of movies that are just as good, probably better than this that the rate uh the rate <laughs> i know that's what everyone keeps saying um but i love it when marvel does these like full-blown culture type movies like it's more than just a mar a superhero movie you're getting to like learn so much more about like the culture of these types of movies and stuff like that. Well, we talked about it. I think while, while we were outside the theater afterwards, I think all of us said, including the group that we were with that we never once, as soon as like the movie started, it never felt like we were watching a superhero movie. No, I like, forgot it, it, I was watching a Marvel movie. It just, times. it felt like we were watching a martial arts film about a kid who grew up in this extremely hard family his dad was a supervillain, and they planted an MCU property over the top of it. Yeah. Like that's what it felt like. It like I lost myself in the mythology, in the characters, the way the story was told about the back and forth going on through the entire time. I love the way that it was all crafted. How we the got flashbacks throughout the whole stories. film. I oh. think I think it was so brilliantly uh, just put together as far as like the past, present, and future stuff that was going on, and how. You know, it started with the father, then it went to the son, and then the sister weaved herself into it. And then it ended with the mother, even though she was the one who died. It had, Her story, like, almost ended the film in a way. And it was, yeah. it was like, very well done in craftsmanship. You don't see that with a lot of movies. Like, Black Panther, for example, was a very similar thing, right? Like, there were flashbacks in it, but it started with the flashbacks. And then we kind of got one or two of them maybe throughout the movie then one towards the end this one it was all throughout the movie and it continuously kept you engaged because you were meeting and understanding characters throughout the entire thing it wasn't like you would meet a character and then you would know that character right away like his father for example we met him we thought we knew him but then that dinner scene completely flipped everything on its head and then later on it flipped back around and like everything kept twisting and turning as the story unfolded yeah, the story just unfolded so well. Like you never felt lost. Like, okay, wait, what? What? The, someone who has mystical or whatever. It's just it just like just kept unraveling until you get to the end, and then it's just like, voila! 
it, it just it it's like you said it never multiple times i was just sitting there going oh crap this is a marvel movie like this is a superhero movie it just felt like an an action movie it was it was awesome the fight scenes oh i'll leave that for someone else <laughs> yeah you guys brought up a lot but i think brian was kind of gearing towards like the i don't know if it's only chinese mythology or chinese culture that was influencing this i mean obviously these the main characters that were following were chinese so we can stick with that but i don't want to i don't know much about it so i don't want to you know go out of my boundaries but the way they they go to that uh you know uh what's the name of the town talo is the name it's like they call it a dimension basically yeah Uh, like another dimension that you can get to on earth where kong and godzilla go it almost it almost felt it felt very similar to like Wakanda, right? Like it was a hidden city. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, and it, it seemed much smaller though. Uh, like they were oh, just in that one part. It was like a. It was a village, I think. It was yeah, it almost uh, felt like an island, like a yeah little island. I think she said the aunt said when uh, that it used to be much bigger and they had cities and stuff, but it, it was destroyed when the the first the soul suckers, yeah. the first time the soul suckers came out, and that was like what was left. But I love that stuff. You know, it was. It was very, uh, very unique, and it it made it something that like <laughs> steps outside of the MCU because, like Brian was saying, it's showing us new stuff we've never seen before and teaching audience members like us about this culture, right? So, like for example, when we watch uh, uh, Cap or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? Like we're familiar with everything that's going on. We know Super Soldiers, we know Cap, we know even though we're meeting new characters, we're we know everything that's going on, right? But then when we go into a movie like this we're learning stuff and it, it's just really cool and i really liked that but i don't want to take this away from you jake but the martial arts the action no let's get into it amazing let's get into it that bus scene yes is <laughs> like i can't think of a you know there's a few in some of the john wick movies maybe the mission impossible bathroom scene but i can't think of a better action scene that i like more in like the last five to eight years so i i'm just it's it's a biased opinion on me it's just a biased opinion on me but the cap versus winter soldier street fight in the winter oh yeah that's great it's still to me the best fight hand-to-hand moment we ever have in the mcu Mm -hmm. the fact that and i look i get it they they do a lot of crap in this movie like it's it's different you know we saw like there's behind the scenes footage of seeing simi lu like jump over the bus hang on the mirror and fly back like like he actually did that stuff people like it's legit um god he is so good at it but it's it's uh the fight scenes and brian mentioned it earlier but everything was hyped up more and and expanded because of the music that was happening as well like oh absolutely uh, a lot of people when you don't know john pedro yes the elevator scene is definitely up there i was going to mention that but i don't want to go too biased (laughs) in the winter soldier yes (laughs) you are correct (laughs) um uh a lot of a lot of people who may not who are not familiar with martial arts films and may not see them as much you have to understand that it's not just about the fighting like when there's a when yes there's some films that focus with no music it's just you hear them fighting but a lot of the time specifically with like the raid movies or even john wick with john wicks really brings in those martial arts the music plays a very important role in seeing those moments go down that's very true and yeah. in this bus scene, it was the first time in the movie, like we got it, we got some music at the beginning, like when his parents were fighting, which is a like the oh, cinematography in was incredible in that sequence. Like the way his mom fought, I was like, 
my jaw was on the floor. Oh, well, even the very first scene when he takes on those soldiers. Yeah, the first scene, exactly. Yeah. But I, there's something truly the magical about the way that she moved and the way mm -hmm. that her powers work. Um, but going back to the bus scene, like the music played such an important role in that moment. That was the first time we really heard like the legit score kick in. And we, we obviously saw him for the first time really embrace who he was and what he had been in the past. But that was like the moment in the movie they're showing you like, okay, you've seen fights in the movie so far. You saw the 10 rings being used. You saw some mystical powers being used. Here's what happens when you don't have that. Here's, here's what you're in for for the rest of the film. Because what we know of up until the end of the film, Shang-Chi himself doesn't have any mystical abilities until he goes to tell out that he's a, he's a, a point blank fighter, fist to fist, hand to hand combat guy. That's what he is. And they have to make sure you believe that this guy is capable of doing that. And you got the perfect guy to do that. The perfect guy to Sumi. Is it Simu? Simu, right? I think it's Simu Lu. Yeah. Simu Lu is going to be an effing superstar he is going to book so many movies and roles because of this role what he was able to do as not just like a charismatic presence in the film but so that fighting cool. style he brought the likes of the jackie chans and the bruce lees back into the fold and really like embraced this old school martial arts style but combined it with the superhero mcu vibe like it felt extremely cinematic, but also very grounded and small scale at the same time. And I was like, like my jaw was on the floor. The I was like marveling over what was happening. Oh, oh, oh. I sorry, I had to say it. <laughs> he, he, you instantly like fell in love with him. Like yeah. you immediate, like even when he wasn't like saying things, just his like reactions, like when Aquafina was like, where's your shirt? He's just like, just like his reaction, you're just like laughing at him. And just like, it was just, he, I, I don't have anything. I'm, I mean, I know Marvel pretty well. I would like to think better than the average person, but Shang-Chi is not a- He's a D-list superhero. I, I would say C, but like, I mean, he, he pops up. But he well, is Iron, remember, remember, Iron Man was considered a B-list superhero when he started the MCU. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, he, like, I found myself like going like, because of how he was, I was like, I kind of want to read some Shang Chi comics. Like, he was really good. Like, I cannot see anyone else playing this character anyone no, he, he he took the character and he made it his own like it, it's him it's and they need to make him the future of the mcu this dude needs to be oh, in the forefront and if, and if the movie is anything telling he's clearly going to be in the forefront after the ending of the film so yeah and i mean he i will say one one thing marvel has perfected is their castings when they cast someone, especially their leads, if it's someone like Captain America, Iron Man, Captain Hulk, Marvel, Captain Marvel, Shang-Chi, they have perfected the person to play that character. 
we have never even other than Kim's Kim's convenience. No one's heard of this guy. He people when he got cast went what why like why are we doing this movie why are we doing this random character and now he's like going to be synonymous with the levels of like probably iron man captain america hulk and it's credit to him because if he did a crappy job this movie would not be a success it broke so many records well, Money yeah, it broke the Labor Day it lo- broke the Labor Day uh, weekend record. Yeah, the thing <laughs> almost made a hundred million dollars during a pandemic. Pandemic Crazy. in a weekend, <clears throat> like to the point where other studios were like, "Uh, okay, let's put our movies back out." And it, it credit goes to him because he nailed this movie as this character. I went out and bought the freaking Funko the next day. <laughs> like it, yeah. Yeah, well, the thing that I appreciated about it was they – well, we get the beginning of the movie. We get introduced to his father and, and all this stuff, mytho- some of the mythology. When, when Wu. When Wu. Yeah, when Wu. But when it c- cuts to like – Love that they didn't use Mandarin at all, that that, that was not a thing. He's like, you oh, yeah. me after chicken? <laughs> yeah. Uh, when we get introduced to Shang-Chi like, in modern day, when he wakes up in his apartment and then they do that trick where you think he's driving to work, but he really works yeah. there. Yeah. And yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, to me, it felt one of the most like grounded, real human characters before they go off onto this crazy journey. Because And credit to, to Simu Liu and Aquafina for creating that because they made you feel like, hey, they're just some... These, you know, I don't know how old they're supposed to be, late 20s. People just, they live in San Francisco. They're just trying to live their life, you know, live a normal life, going out to bars, going to work, hanging out. And then even though he has this background that he's keeping hidden from everybody, they get thrust into this bigger journey. And I, the setup to like him and his friendship with Katie and just their personalities was so good because if you just jump into it and he's already dealing with this, you know, you, if you didn't get to know him first as like a regular guy, I don't think we care about him as much going forward. And I love the setup in, in San Francisco before they, you know, fly to go find his sister. And I just, it was clever. For thought them. That was great. Yeah. It was very to what Jacob's saying. It was very clever for him. Okay. You got 10 years in America, like <laughs> do what you want. And then you're back at my side. It's I was genius. wondering. So has he been training in private this whole time? Because <laughs> like I don't. There's no I way don't he just so. stopped fighting for I ten think, years. I, I think he. I mean, maybe, but I mean, we saw what happened to him when he was a kid. He was like, I'm sure, he just out. worked out. He was beaten into the ground with it, and and that's all he had to do for. He I mean, said from sun up to sundown. I, I mean, was yeah, his father every way to kill a man. His yeah. father literally made him punch a wooden pole <sighs> until his hands were bleeding. Like it was. I don't think it's like riding a bike, right? Like once you do yeah. it, like, and if, if you're gone for 10 years, especially with something like that, you don't lose that. It's not no. something that you either do. way, even if he was training at night or not, it, it still worked for me. And I loved when she's like, you got the wrong guy. Does he look like he knows how to fight? And then he just busts yeah. out. Uh, so I mean, real quick, before yeah. we move on, I want to, I want to make sure I bring it up. And cause it was commented a little bit. Um, can we give a big shout out for cliff cliff on the bus? Oh Yeah. Cliff. Hey, what's that up, was hilarious. Cliff? You're about to see this guy get his butt kicked. And you know, yeah, we all that know that that's the guy from Spider-Man, right? Yes, and a lot of people Jacob. online are saying 
that obviously it's not I mean, he's not going to live up to the name, but they're hoping that he becomes like the new Stan Lee, where he oh, appears in everything. Is that the dude that's like, hey, Spider Man, can I get yeah, back? Yeah, he's the hot dog stand. Oh, guy. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I do him. Yeah, it was, yeah, that's him. Same guy. Wait, what? This guy travels. What? He was in New York and then in San I know, Francisco. I know. It was a long time ago, like since then. That's fair. He's on vacation, you know. Interesting. That make that'd be kind of cool though. He just randomly around. I love what I I died when he goes, Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Cliff. I'm just like, (laughs) what are you doing? Like, are you serious? Well, because it's perfect because you know people are gonna do some stupid. It's like when uh um Flash did it in Spider-Man. What's up, Flash Mob? You're just like, oh, oh my yeah. god, because you know people would do this these types uh-huh. of things. Hundred percent. So, 100%. Um, all right, question real quick from John Pedro here. Beautiful. Uh, question, did this movie redeem Iron Man three at all? Yes, because it is a very heavy connection. A little bit. Yeah, I was. I would say a little bit. It didn't like make it a better movie, but it it made me feel better about that yeah. situation. Yeah, I think they they rounded out the story. They they obviously put a backstory as to why. Trevor Slattery did what he did. Also, mm-hmm. what those that he was impersonating thought. Again, that dinner scene, we talked about it, right? He called himself the Mandarin and he scared the US. Yeah. And you named yourself he named himself after a chicken <laughs> bowl. And like like that, 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 that was great. Like that was a great playoff and a great way to do it. Um, but like Jacob said, I don't think it redeems the movie, but I think it redeemed it enough to be like, okay, we watched that back, knowing what happens. I think we're okay with it. It's not so much like, I mean, a lot of the biggest gripe coming out of that movie was like, that wasn't the Mandarin. Like, that was a, like, that. Well, now it kind of like scrubs that clean a little bit, like makes, polishes that a little bit. It kind of, it, what, I mean, we afterwards were like, Feige just did, said that, like, (laughs) those things to just kind of like make, make themselves get okay with it maybe they did but this made it clean like it made it have an actual purpose other than like all right we need to just kind of like cover our butts if anything for me it helped the mcu overall more than it helped iron man 3 specifically you know makes sense also real quick uh rachel that's fair did you see the extremist cameo in the film yeah Jacob, did you catch this? No, I didn't. So there was an extremist fighter going in in the fighting ring that his sister was in, in control of in one of the cages. Yeah. You know who and else was in there? Was one of the Black Widows. That's who she was fighting? That's who she was fighting? Oh, that's who he was fighting? Yeah. Whoa, she was what? fighting an extremist, extremist agent. This is crazy. I mean, usually before we do the spoiler review, reviews, I see the movie twice. I've only seen it once, but I'm dying to get how back about the, to see uh, it. How about the sumo wrestler? <laughs> Yeah. Just slamming the people up against the window. That was crazy. Was, all these little side fights going on. Partis. What up, Partis? Um, I know Partis had it ranked super, super high. I think he had it like number five or something in his MCU too. It's, it's fantastic. I still it, don't know where to rank it. <laughs> I, I need to, I'm going to see it one more time. Yeah. I know for a fact it's in my top 10. Um, yeah. So maybe we'll rank it a later date as far as MCU rankings or something like that. But uh, I think we do need to talk about like kind of the ending of this movie because they're – and we can jump back after this and talk about some stuff, but I want to make sure we get to the ending because the ending and the post credit scene is extremely important, like yeah. extremely important going forward. So let's start with the ending of the film and everything that happened in Tao Lao, like with, with the great protector 
and the soul eaters and the mythology uh, around everything. Uh, Michelle Yeoh and her character. Uh, All these actors were perfect. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know about like, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way, but um, I, I think it was like the perfect way to end the film. Like it was, it was so such. Good. And I, I, I've, it's interesting. I've, I've done a lot of research on what people have been thinking about this movie because it's such, such an obscure project, right? A lot of people didn't know what what it was and if they were going to like it or not. Um, and I've seen a lot of people talking about the third act in general about how it's gone from or it went from a martial arts film to a super spiritual sci-fi or not sci-fi uh, CGI movie towards the end of the movie. First of all, that's kind of the MCU's bread and butter, right? With a lot of stuff. Second of all, that was the mythology of everything. Yeah, there's no argument there because it was the mythology of Shang Chi. It was the mythology of his mother. It was the mythology of his father and everything that was dealing that they were dealing with through the entire film. So for me, it was the perfect climactic battle because it all made sense. Well, the movie so, starts with the CGI action scene. So, just saying. So I was one of these people originally walking out, because I, I was kind of like, oh man, like, I, I just wanted to see him fight. Wenwu, like, and that would have been like all I needed. But the more I sat on it, the more it made sense because they are in this mystical, magical place. Like, and Wenwu thought he was doing. That's great, Partis. I, wow. I, I don't blame you. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people. Yeah. Um, the more I sat with it. Like it makes sense because why would they need to go to this mystical, magical place if there weren't things that are like mystical, magical there? Well, like, and I mean, also, and, oh, go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. No, and I was just gonna say, like, it kind of made sense the more I sat on it, like, especially with like the great protector and stuff like that. And I think the more that I sat with the fact that it really came down to Wenwu being tricked into believing this creature, he thought he was doing the right thing. He I was just going to say that he was that type of villain. Thank you. Yeah. He truly thought he was doing the right thing. Well, he was trying to save he, his wife. And yes. he truly believed it until that last moment. Exactly. Exactly. The and soul sucker came out. Yeah. And so, like, which was terrifying, by the way. It, <laughs> it, the more I sat on it, it kind of was like, okay, that makes sense. Like, this whole thing was about, this whole movie is kind of about family. And oh, yeah. absolutely. And this guy thought he was doing the right thing to redeem and save his family. This bad guy that did horrible things thought he was ultimately doing the right thing to save his family, but was tricked. And then it unleashed this great evil. So like the more I kind of like sat with it and realized it, it was kind of just like, okay, I actually understand it. It makes sense. And, well, John, and they set wrong. it up too. They, and John, you're not right. It it was oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. It was it was definitely selfish. At, like he was definitely doing it probably about 90% of it for himself. But there were at times where he was saying, like, don't you want like our family to be together again and stuff like that? But yeah, he was probably mostly doing it for himself. 
Yeah, it was it was definitely a selfish move, but at the same time, it was a like, look, I I hope to never go through what he was going through, but if your wife is literally speaking to you, yeah, and you don't know the history or of what is called a soul sucker, <laughs> like of course you're gonna believe like, yeah, dude, like your mom is calling me, like why are you yeah. fighting me on this, you know? And and I get it, it was the selfish thing, it was the wrong thing, but at the same time. In his mindset, put put yourself in his shoes a little bit, and look, the dude's still a terrible dude. He's a villain, like yeah. I get it. But like, it's it's hard to see someone not going with what he did because of what he didn't know. Like he was never allowed in Talao, and, and they mentioned it because he he just wasn't good enough. He was yeah. not a good enough a person to be allowed there. And there's a reason oh, for the that. beginning. Well, yes, the beginning yes. too. It wasn't like no, you're trying to like free her, these things from the beginning like because well, they knew how bad because he was a bad guy before he met her yeah, well, he, 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 was, he, was a, he was a he was a conqueror Tyrant. he was a conqueror yeah. is what yeah. he was throughout thousands of years he was a conqueror he tried to conquer every land known to man on earth yeah and Pardis, i he he might be one of the best i've already seen a lot of people saying he's one of the best he he really is there. just because of there. like Aha! <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the best villains are the ones you can kind of like not put in your shoes. You can sympathize like, with. You can somewhat sympathize yeah. with. Like he was trying to save his wife, whom he loved. Killmonger was someone that felt abandoned and. Like cast, it was his birthright. Well, yes, like we can't aside. identify with Malekith, right? Like we, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that, by the way, that movie was on TV the other day. Why the hell are they still playing that on TV? Like, I, <laughs> all but, right, we got to talk about Xiaoling. Xiaoling. I was just gonna say, yes, is so. It, you guys loved Simulu. I forget the actress's name. I think this is her only role ever, but she's one of my favorite characters. I'm not. I'm not gonna butcher her name, but she is. She's, she's great. Probably, she was probably my favorite part of the movie, to be honest. She's one of my... I, I love sibling relationships in movies, even though I don't have a sister. They, like, brother, sister. I just understand because he goes through anything to, to save her, even though he kind of abandoned her in the beginning. But we talked about this outside of the theater, but when we thought she was going to die. Oh, and Brian can attest to the way I yeah. reacted to that scene. I, I was flipping yeah. out. Because, look, we've become desensitized to those type of scenes, right? In movies there, a lot of them are predictable. And I actually, I thought she was going to die. I was like, hundred percent. Like, no, you I cannot gonna, kill her. Lose it. If, if yeah. she was killed off. Yeah. Lose I was going to, I would, I would, cause look, he just lost his dad. I was like, there's no way you cannot kill his, his sister too. And, and his mom's already dead too. So it's to like, be, like the thinking about it, the way they connect it to the story, how he abandoned her at, at the beginning of their lives when they were teenagers or when he was a teenager, she was a little girl. And how he's like, no, I'm never letting you go again. He pulls her up like it makes me want to cry every time I think about it. Yeah, that she's she's also an, is amazing. She's also an extreme badass in the way that she fights. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, she is capable. She, was, of, she is capable of so much. And like like we found out through the entire film, and she said it. She said, "I wasn't allowed to train with the boys, so I trained myself to be better." And exactly, she is yeah. better. She she is. If she was given the rings. Shung Chi's got no, no chance. I won't be surprised no. if we see her rock him, but I feel like so the great well, protector, she's, right? She's in charge of the ten so, dude. When she's the just great protector, the have end? a connection to their family specifically. Or? No, I think I think they have. 
No, I think it's a connection to Tao Lao in general. Okay. What was the question? Um, the oh. Great Protector, because she was riding the Great Protector just like nah, it's just Tao Lao. Yeah, I think it's just them in general. But they're um, the only ones badass enough to hop on top of it. Well, we don't we don't know if someone yeah, else has previously know, yeah. ridden it. We we don't know what happened previously. So, but let's be speaking of the Great Protector. Incredible design, by the way. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. And I, I just want to like middle finger everyone that was like, "That's Fing Fang Foom with these tricking." I'm like, <laughs> it is not. It's not. Like, it's not. It no, wasn't it's, even close. No, and it's the not. only thing that was similar was that they were dragon ish. And I'm just like, ah. So when that happened, I was just like, thank you. Well, like the way I think the way like Americans visualize dragons is like Game of Thrones, but like the Chinese mythology of dragons is more like that design, yeah. kind of like like uh, how they are in Ryan the Last Dragon too. So it was more consistent with that. But I just I thought that was so cool. A lot of people are complaining about the the dragons fighting at the end and all that. So, I loved it. Dude, he puts the for, rings inside the thing well, and rips them out and blows so them up. So first of all, was, thank you for thank you for dope. bringing that up real quick. I want to bring up a tweet that I I think doesn't get enough credit, and this is from Ace Cabrera. Uh, oh, okay. And I want to bring this up real quick. And he said, "I've seen a lot of a lot of Shang Chi third act CGI criticism. I get oh, it. Wow. The new formula feels present, but the same as the other MCU movie take is off. Everything CG felt intentional." It was enriched with Chinese mythology. The cultural references made it stand out from any other MCU film. Speaking of the dragons and the soul suckers and everything going, going on at the end of the film. It had purpose. Exactly, it, it, yeah. it, like it needed to be there. It, it's not just to have a big monster battle at the end of the film. That's what Chinese culture is. That is exactly mm -hmm. what Chinese culture is. We've seen it in so many Chinese films in the past that deal with this culture and this mythology and they're blending it with the MCU. Like, I'm sorry if you don't like when mo the MCU movies end in a big CGI fight. I get it. But this moved the story forward. It was completely necessary. We weren't going to ever get a Shang-Chi versus Wenmu fight. That's not what it was going to be. Well, it, even we, if they are, they're fighting with the rings and exactly. with the Tao Lao powers or whatever. And, exactly. and what did we want? Did we want Shang-Chi fighting a bunch of soldiers like hand-to-hand -hand combat we've seen that before in other movies like yeah. to see him floating in the air and then he throws the the rings at the soul sucker it was so One of badass the smartest moves was to make those rings not finger rings yes it, are it, they supposed it, to be in the yes. comics yeah, yeah. oh in the comics they're literally Dude, just they're rings. so cool and like you can hear them like jingling yes i i loved when uh that moment where he took the rings away from him when he had all 10 of them, not just five, but all 10. And you saw, you saw the colors shift. And then the way that he was controlling them, where it was different from his father, that they were floating around him. And like the style was different between the two of them because one was Did obviously- Did you hear the theory of, of it? Why they're different colors? That's what I was wondering. So the theory people are going around is that Wenwu wasn't fully worthy of the rings and that's why they were dark. That makes sense. But Shang Chi is worthy of mm. the rings. And I mean, Wen Mu looked fighter. looked worthy as hell. I mean, he was wrecking havoc for a thousand years. Yeah. I, well, I mean, you can be not worthy of something and still cause mayhem. But I mean, not technically because you can't pick up the hammer. Different. Well, I think that's I I could see that Brian because it seemed like <laughs> it seemed Got like him. Shang Shang Chi like 
was able to use them quicker and like just more powerful. They responded way. to him. It seemed I, like, I feel well, like and it, he was using his mother's, his mother's powers. The that's way that his mother and his aunt part of it too. That's yeah. One of the that's best true, yeah. parts. And it was so simple was when he was like this and the mother went. Yes. Mm-hmm. When, when, when the aunt moved his hand. Yeah. Or it was or the mother? aunt. Excuse me. It was, it was the, the aunt. It was the aunt, it was the aunt right? Aunt. It was Michelle yeah. Yell when they were fighting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, the, the only thing she did in the entire thing was just yes. go. And just from there on out, it was like chills. I like I have chills, like because it's just so simple. Like, but it speaks volumes. He was fighting an aggressive mm-hmm. um, attack, and she was like, "No, your mom bested your dad by just defense, defense and relaxation." He's a and Jedi. Not- I want to see sure. him with a freaking lightsaber. So, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I want to see. I want to see Simu Lu with a lightsaber so bad. He would be amazing in Star Wars. That'd be great. Um, all right. So I, I did want to say though, the, the way that he was fighting was was very interesting, and I love the fact that when we saw his mother and father fighting in there, seen in the beginning, they mirrored the same exact shots when he and his father were fighting towards the end of the film, like when when Shang Chi had him in the lock, and they were looking back at each other. And like everything was so parallel of what was happening previously, um, it was it was just so like it, it felt magical. It felt like wondrous and beautiful, and it, like the choreograph was just so great, and it it played to that mythology and the culture so well. And uh, I just yeah, it's it's such it's such a beautiful movie. It's so beautiful. Now, honestly, like, and I know people are saying it. Um, DC said it with Iron Fist has a close connection. Honestly. If they redo Iron Fist and have the this type of stuff going with it, oh my god! I think I think that you will see the MCU version of Iron Fist pop up they in this have to. franchise. They absolutely have to because they have a perfect pathway <laughs> to a great martial arts type thing now, and like, why not take advantage of it? One hundred percent. Don't, don't it doesn't need to be right now because you've got this amazing like presence of shang chi but if you plan to do it in the future this is the route you take so and i know you wanted to talk about the end credits too so well the the mid credits is the one that i really want to talk mid, about yeah. the end credits is the one we saw where the sister is now in charge shang chi said he, he goes yeah she's she's back cleaning up no, yeah. they said they're she's like shutting them down. Yeah, she's, she's yeah. taken over the Ten Rings, she which was, is something we can talk about. And the, the movie ended with the Ten Rings will return. But let's talk about the mid credit scene because the mid credit scene was the most important one. So we saw uh, Shang Chi and Katie back in San Francisco with their friends at dinner, and they were just like balling out <laughs> talking about all this crazy stuff at dinner. Um, and all no of a sudden, believes them. All of a sudden, Wong pops up uh, in his mystical little portal, and he's like Shang Chi. Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi here. And they're just sitting at a little square four chair table in a restaurant. Um, and then he goes, yeah, Katie, you come too. So they walk in, they're with they're with uh, Wong. And then we see Bruce Banner and Carol Danvers via a hologram also in the room trying to find out what the hell the Ten Rings are, what they are made of, what their origin is. And what we know of them so far is that they are neither Earth nor alien. Um, of what Carol Danver knows anyway. She doesn't know of anything that she's seen it before in all her travels. Bruce Banner is the guy to go to when it comes to Earth metals. He has never seen it before. He mentioned vibranium. They're not vibranium. 
And not only that, but Wong says that they're essentially a beacon and they're calling out. Now, what in the Crazy. world does that mean? <laughs> um, we have no idea. It's being left wide open right now for, for you know, just uh, our imagination to run wild. Um, but clearly, uh, this isn't only setting up future Shang-Chi stuff, whether it's a sequel or, or appearances in other movies, but we can talk about the fact that this kind of catapulted him into a role in the Avengers. Um, Didn't she welcome him damn near? I think he's, uh, yeah, I, th I think Wong said uh, something or along the lines like what Bruce Nick Banner said. says, welcome to like, the circus. Yeah, yeah, welcome to the circus. There you go. Yeah, it was, it was Bruce Banner. And, and very similar to what uh, Nick Fury had said to, I, to Tony Stark initially in the beginning too, but we, we weren't sure his inclusion and in everything, right? Kind of how he fit into everything. This is now at how it works. So essentially what the Avengers is doing is they're keeping track of everything around the globe of what is like interfering with power or, you know, some kind of artifacts or whatever. And this kind of lit up a beacon in their mind and they want to know. And now Shang-Chi is now. And the interesting part is Wong said to Katie, you're kind of included in this, too. I was wondering is, about that. That's so what, what does that mean? Yeah, I'm I don't not know. Sure. I mean, he must know how important she is to him, or like he he she kind of keeps him grounded. I don't know. That was what I was gonna say. That was probably the most important thing coming out of that scene. And then his arm is still in a sling, so uh, so his arm is in human form. Much, yeah, he's he's out of out of contention for a little bit. Is fighting, I imagine. So I think he's permanently probably gonna be like that. Yeah, and that's how they. He's just kind of. He's just Bruce Banner in the MCU? Pretty much. I mean, I and think it's possible. Passes, I think that's going to be what passes the torch to uh, She-Hulk. Well, yeah. and I think it's also very smart because they can save the budget on the She-Hulk show and not have to put him in Hulk uniform. And can no, save that makes her. sense. That makes so it's sense. probably a logistical move, too. But anyway, he how does he get out of Professor Hulk? I would love to see how that happens, first of all. Yeah. Two, Carol Danvers, she's got a longer hair, which means... <laughs> so she has her longer hair, which means it's been a long time after Endgame because she had very short hair in Endgame. Um, and three, he is now thrusted into the larger MCU. Yeah, he's he's so formidable because, all right, before I saw this movie and before I learned a little bit about the Ten Rings leading up to it, I didn't know, I didn't, I thought Shang-Chi was only just hand-to-hand -hand combat, martial arts, no superpowers. That's what, that's what I thought, but because they used to call him like the master of kung fu in in the comics, yeah. uh, I didn't know we were getting like super powered like to extreme level Shang Chi. So now like he him fully powered and he just got the rings and he just so what is he capable of beyond what we already saw? It it, it could be crazy and so I'm excited for that. But I'm saying what I'm basically saying is like he's up there. Like we know Doctor Strange is powerful, Captain Marvel, Scarlet Witch, but He's up there, man, as far as power rankings go. Well, especially because he's basically got a bulletproof uniform. Yeah. yeah. Like dragon scale Dude. armor, bro. The dragon yeah. scale armor is so cool. Uh, I was going to wonder, though, regarding that, can he use his mom's powers outside of Talot? I don't think he can. No. I, I'm not sure, though. Well, remember, his mother had to give her powers up. Yeah, so I, th I think he can but, use them but there, but who knows? But he has the Ten Rings. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, he still has no, that. Yeah, yeah, but combined, he was even yes. more powerful. Yes, yeah. unless unless he's like quote unquote the chosen one, but I don't know. Anyway, yeah, something uh, like that. We'll find real, out. Later. Real quick comment from here from DC, which is interesting. I may have a clue about the rings. The 
the beacon might be signaling one of the seven cities in heaven. That's mm. Iron Fist mythology. Oh. And if they are heavily connected, which I didn't know there were seven cities in heaven, like I had no idea. DC, dude, give us some info, bro. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> that, that sounds incredibly, crazily interesting. Like seven cities yeah, in heaven? Yeah, it does. Holy crap. Because they're going like, <laughs> they're going further and further and deeper. Wait, wait, DC. So does that mythology, mean that the, yeah. the city or the like Iron Fist home in the show was that one of the cities of heaven? Oh, um, oh, not. What's Tower, the name Tower, of literally. the city that? Yeah, yeah, Kung, I always mix these up. Kung Lao. Kung Lao. Kung Lao. That's is, it. is Kung Lao a yeah. city of heaven? Answer that for us while we move on. That I'm Kung interested. Lao. I always want to say Kamertosh, and I know that's wrong. <laughs> and it's yeah, Kung Lao. That's uh, that would be incredibly interesting. But yeah, I mean, look, there's there's obviously possibilities for Shang Chi to appear with a lot of stuff coming out. Is there a chance we get him in Doctor Strange too? <laughs> I think everyone's going to be in that. I think uh, that so might be basically, I thought I took it as you know them interacting with Wong, and then that whole post credit scene. I was like. I think he might be involved. I think I think they're gonna kick it there with Wong because they're really, obviously doing karaoke together. Like I'm starting to think this is a Civil War esque. Oh, I just for sure. Yeah, everyone's in it. I Maybe so. not the Eternals. Well, I think so I think it's gonna be so. Every phase has like that event film. Like uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier was the one for Phase One or Phase Two. You had Thor Ragnarok for Phase Three. Outside of the Avengers movie is what I'm talking about. Civil War was one of them as well. I think Doc 2 is probably going to be the event film of this phase. It's like the Civil I mean, War. Yeah, like yeah, it's like the, it's it's going to be it's literally going to be madness, everybody. Madness. The fact that Sam Raimi's in charge of it is just like, where could this go? I just, I think the thing, honestly, that I loved the most about this movie is just, I've said it again already a bunch of times the cast was absolutely phenomenal and perfect uh -huh. perfect every single person was it, like you found yourself they played their part perfectly and um that's kind of big <laughs> yeah i was wondering I, about that i i just think that th they were used perfectly too you never got too much of one. Like my, one of my biggest fears was that Aquafina would be used too much and take away from this movie. She was used perfectly. I had, I almost threw a fit when thinking that she was going to be the one that takes out the soul sucker. She almost did. Basically she, was. She basically stunned it for him to do it. So it was like, it was a team thing. I was like, this guy needs to be the forefront of this movie. Like, if he's going to be something in the future, he needs to be the forefront of this movie. All of the characters were used just like they went right up to that point of being too much. And they hit it perfectly. Like, Trevor Slattery, if I would have gotten much more of him, I would have been like, okay, like, stop shoving him down our face. Uh, and then, Oh, Morris. Oh, <laughs> Morris. Dude, when he... I know we said it earlier, like him playing dead, like perfect. oh, that was hilarious. Morris, stop! It's a performance. But even <laughs> all the scenes that Trevor was in were not useless; they were all important because they wouldn't yes. have got there without him. So exactly, it was and all relevant so, to the story. Yeah, and that's I think the thing that worked really, really well for me is the fact that Shang Chi was the main character, 
but the rest were truly supporting characters like they helped him helped you enjoy him better without overdoing that person too much you got like the right amount from each one and i think that that was one thing that made me love this movie that much more and i cannot wait to see how the sister is used moving forward because she's a freaking boss and yeah literally (laughs) rachel thank you thank you yeah (laughs) the backstory of how i've got an acting he's Apes were riding horses. That's acting. <laughs> he thought that it, there was really apes talking in the movie. That's um, crazy. All right. Well, uh, any any final thoughts, gentlemen, before we wrap up? We've been going for nearly an hour talking Shang Chi here. Um, I know that we can talk a little bit about probably his sister, but we have not heard from Keith or Gio on this, so I'm sure it'll come back up on the channel. Yeah. Um, any any final thoughts before we wrap up? Well, there's one thing I just wanted to mention really quick is I appreciate. Um, what they did with him actually that he actually did kill the guy who killed his mother because to me oh it, same good call it made good me call. appreciate the character more because it he's very flawed like he look he he didn't have a choice really he was a kid his dad started training and what choice did he have right but then he went and actually and look we got to remember this is still disney right when it comes down to it and they allowed our hero to be a guy who killed his mother's killer for vengeance and but then he obviously realized maybe it wasn't the right thing to do and that's when he ran away but i that moment when he tells katie about that real that like that elevated the character and the movie for me so i just wanted to mention that because we didn't talk about it every every single thing had a purpose in this movie there was nothing that just was i was thinking about that and like literally there's not a wasted scene no (laughs) in the movie no, and Everything it's not a is, short movie either. It's yeah. not an hour and a half no, type movie. It's it, solid, man. It's yeah. so solid. <laughs> Jacob, you want to know something funny? Do you know who the voice of Morris was? The little thing? I heard somebody talking about this, but I don't know exactly who. It was Deep Bradley Baker, the guy that voices all the Star Wars clones. clones and oh, wow. They That's literally cool. hired him to just go like... Hey. <laughs> That's... Hey, Disney family, right? Did he do them for the oh, absolutely recent right? seasons? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, this uh, this is one of they did this so right, so right, and it, it it's cool to know that like they can grab obscure characters and make them. I mean, the kids at work were they week ago they didn't know who the hell Shang Chi was. Now some of them are like, he's the coolest superhero since like Captain America. Like they're obsessed with it. And it's, I mean, representation too. I mean, there's no, well, it's a big deal. It's, it's a big cultural impact uh, for a lot of people who haven't had this, you know, uh, option for a long time. And we've seen martial arts films, but not on the stage of Marvel, DC, etc. Right. You know, there hasn't been something like this where there's been a film focused on their mythology and their culture when it comes to superheroes and superheroes is the, is the craze and it has been for a very long time and it will continue to be the craze for a very long time. Um, and so I think it's, it's a great move in time for Marvel to do this movie. Uh, and I think it was also an incredibly great move for them to not do the premiere access because everyone needs to go support oh. this film on the big screen. Yeah. 
Everyone needs to go support this yes. film. If you if you are like catching this at a random time or something and you have not seen Shang-Chi or like maybe you've only seen it once or you want to take someone else who hasn't seen it, go support this movie. This movie I know it already broke the Labor Day records, but uh go support this movie. So I'm gonna go see it again. Uh I no, didn't get a chance this no. weekend, but I'm absolutely gonna go see it again. And I, I I'm so happy that I'm it's not. getting I'm so happy it's getting the support that it's getting. Because uh, it deserves every every success that is coming its way. Absolutely, sure. and tell your friends and family to go see it in theaters. Because every chance I get, I'm telling you have to go watch this in the theaters. Like it's such a great experience. Jacob, can you imagine if Disney, if the people that made this, if Disney got a hold of Mortal Kombat? Can you, can you imagine <laughs> uh, if Mortal um, Kombat got in these I, people's hands? I've accepted I'll never get a good Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay <laughs> um all right everyone well, we're gonna wrap up tonight on apocalypse now with a shang chi uh, and legend of the ten rings talk again uh keith was not here he has seen it but he was not able to make it tonight and then geo is going to be watching it sometime this week hopefully and so shang chi will definitely be coming back up on the channel uh we may do a ranking we may talk a little bit more about its inclusion inside the mcu but for now there's our full spoiler discussion on the film thank you guys so much for joining yeah. us tonight that was a blast uh nearly an hour to talk about this um, and glad to have all of you here. We had uh, eight viewers basically the entire time, and we, we really appreciate it to John, Sarju, Pardis, DC, Rachel, um, Johnny. Saw you popping in there as well. A couple of others who are in there popping in and out. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. Geo, uh, a little bit earlier on in the show. Um, go watch it, dude. Go watch the movie. <laughs> uh, before we get out of here, let's do some quick plugs for the, the other channels and other shows. Brian, I'll let you kick it off. Where can everyone find you online, my man? So when I'm not here, Jake and I are doing A Certain Point of View, which uh, if you're into movie trivia and basically it becoming a sport, you can find us uh, over on A Certain Point of View on YouTube. Uh, we are there pretty much every Wednesday and Thursday. Um, so yeah, come check us out over there. And Mr. Bartley? Yeah, so uh, just for like thoughts on movie and television and stuff, you can find me at JacobBartley824 on Twitter. I also have another YouTube channel called First Round Fantasy. As most of you may know, and thank you for that badass logo, Jake. Uh, football season is starting this week, uh, so we're going to be talking tomorrow night. We'll be talking uh, week one for fantasy football, so come check us out if you play. And then, uh, of course, here on Apocaflix, um, now isn't the only run, running show at the moment. We also do our what-if reviews each week, and Rachel, oh, I apologize. There. I apologize, Rachel, that they're a different day, different time each week, but uh, Marvel Rewind. Each week, everybody, we review uh, the Marvel Disney Plus events, the series and movies, if there is a, if there ever is a movie. Uh, but we are covering What If this week, and, or every week, excuse me. And this week is Zombies. Yeah. Uh, we are doing Zombies oh, this week. And Brian, so, yeah. um, wait, I can't. Make sure wait. you check it out. Uh, it's it's aired at a different time, different day each week, because we've really played into the What If the show airs different. Um, but we'll be covering it on either Thursday or Friday. If you guys click that subscribe button, You'll be notified when we go live. You follow us on Twitter at Apocalypse Movies. You'll see all of our postings, uh, you know, putting the links and everything out there. And then, of course, for myself, at Qui-Gon Jake, two ends, because someone else took it before I did. Uh, I also do a little show called The Whiskey Jedi, where I talk Star Wars and properties that I love and uh, review and talk whiskey as well. And I have some guests on there. I got a guest on my next episode, which is coming up as well. Uh, Jacob, you also forgot to plug something else of yours, of yours in Keith's. Yes, so since Keith isn't here, um, him and I do a show, a monthly show called Bartley and Barnes, where we talk more about movies, if, if you can't get enough here. Uh, we talk about television, pop culture, music. Uh, we're trying to find a day. We're supposed to do it yesterday. I, I fell under the weather, but 
uh, just stay posted. We'll we'll have one up there soon. Uh, yeah. So again, to everyone watching, thank you guys so much. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Have a great night, and we will uh, catch you guys later. Bye, guys.